0: You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Thursday, December 13th. And it's one of those therapy sessions here on the Locked On Pistons podcast as the losing streak continues and I'm going to let you guys go ahead and summon the rage tonight. This is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, the sports writer here in the Motor City covering the NBA for the Associated Press and the Detroit News, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Glad we can be here for you on this Thursday as we're halfway through the month and the Pistons just have the one win on December 1st. It's been a tough one, but still, I'm glad we have each other on days like this as the losing streak reaches six games for your Detroit Pistons, and today we're going to be taking a look back at Wednesday's brutal, tough loss to the Charlotte Hornets. We got to do it for posterity's sake, but then I'm going to let you guys kind of take control with your tweets. I sent out a call for tweets reacting for the game, looking to blame someone for the Pistons, wanted you guys to get out your rage. Who is to blame? So you guys will have your ideas. I will react to that. But we'll end with some fun ones, a little levity, some jokes from you guys. But I also have a question for you guys, an important one, and one that's tough to swallow, one that's tough to hear right now. We're going to ask it a little bit later, and we will talk about that as one of our topics on Friday's podcast. But thanks for listening today. And give me a follow, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. You've already gotten this far, becoming a listener of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. So why don't you join us? on the Twitters and also give us a follow at the Locked On Pistons Twitter account. Locked on Pistons is where to find that with the handle. And give us a like on Facebook at Locked On, I'm sorry, at Locked On Pistons dash Matt Shook. We also have the Instagram account. I'm not super active on it, but I'm trying to do better in 2019. Matthew Dash Shook S-C-H-O-C-H um, is how to find that. I'm sorry, Matthew underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. And if you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, you'll like it because usually, pretty much all the time, whenever I post a picture, I will post an appropriate Bruce Springsteen lyric to that. It's, it's one of my fun ways of getting through this world that we live in that was a tough world to live through if you're like me and a Pistons follower and fan my whole life. So the Pistons lose an absolute heartbreaker, head shaker, whatever you want to call it, Wednesday night in the Queen City. In Charlotte, 108 to 107 to the Hornets on Wednesday night. Nick Carboni's town, one of my good buddies, the anchor down there on the NBC station. We had him on the show. We'll have him on the show again some other time. But one of my best buds live down there. I got to get down to Charlotte. Maybe I'll. Um, probably not going to happen for that home game or that game in a week or so. But uh, sometime we'll get down there and check out a game in Charlotte. Jeremy Lamb with the long two with 0.3 seconds to go for the win for Charlotte. The six-game losing streak for the Pistons, which was on the heels. Of a five-game winning streak before that, Pistons led by 11 going into the fourth, led by 10 with just over six minutes to play until the wheels absolutely fell off, mostly offensively but also defensively. The Pistons now 13-13 and 13 on the season, which if you are good at math, you know that that's exactly 500. Back to square one, zero and zero. Season starts on Saturday night. They started 0-0, of course, as all teams do, but then went 4-4, 6-6, and now 13-13. But the spaces in between, as the Dave Matthews band would say, have been absolute roller coasters for the Pistons. Um, A red-letter game update, as this was a red-letter loss for the Pistons. You know what the red-letters are if you listen to the show. The red-letter games are ones against Eastern Conference opponents that figure to be possibly right there in the – Playoff race with the Pistons. I got Indiana, Washington, Miami, Charlotte. Right now, we got Brooklyn and Orlando in there, but we might bump those teams if, uh, as expected, Orlando kind of falls off and if Brooklyn continues to tail off, but we'll keep them for now. Pistons now two and four in red letter games, and that's being generous to them with Brooklyn and Orlando being in there. That's the only two wins that they have. Also, a loss to Brooklyn, also Miami, and two to Charlotte right now. So basically, 0 and three in red letter games if we're talking about taking Brooklyn. In Orlando, out. Now that being said, if we're looking at the plus minus integer scale, as as my mind usually works most of the time, uh, you you can the one good win for Philadelphia, I'd say that's nullified by the three good, the three losses to Philly, so not going to count that one. But the one good win against Houston, maybe that's half a win, half a good win because of the loss to Houston, but certainly full good wins against Golden State and Toronto. Maybe you want to call it two and a half good wins. They're such good wins, especially the road game at Toronto. So. I'd say, despite the fact that you're 0-3 with those red-letter games, the uh, th- the 3.0, the plus 3.0 in the big wins, which count more than your red-letter losses, maybe have the Pistons just slightly above the ledger of good season than bad season based on the schedule. That's how my mind works, by the way. It's a tough place to reside inside the brain of your host, Matt Shook. But Blake Griffin with 26 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists on the game. Very good up until... It was not so good. Andre Drummond, 14 points, 13 rebounds, and a season-high six blocks. Great defensively. A huge play late in the game. The Hornets had a 13-0 run. Oh my God, that hurts to say. Until Drummond with the huge three-point play in the final minute to tie it up. Walker then Kemba Walker then splits a pair of free throws after cruising into the lane on a pick and roll. Partially Andre Drummond's fault there. Blake Griffin. Then misses two free throws with 23.6 seconds left. Jeremy Lamb splits a pair, and Langston Galloway makes two free throws to tie it up to set up Jeremy Lamb's big game winner that ended up uh, from the corner. I thought it was a three, watching live, but it ended up being a two pointer. 0.3 seconds left. Malik Monk and someone else from the bench ran onto the court to celebrate as the Pistons were, with no timeouts, tried to throw it full court and uh, unsuccessfully. But the the ref stopped it, went back to the tape, found out that, yes, indeed, there were Charlotte players, uh, extra Charlotte players on the court while the Pistons were trying to inbound there. And um, they awarded them a technical foul. Langston Galloway made the free throw, got it down to a one-point game. Obviously, that didn't mean anything for all intents and purposes, two-point game or one-point game, um, as it turned out. But the – Pistons were able to t- to get another shot at it. Blake Griffin kind of lofted it up in the air towards the top of the key where Andre Drummond was standing. But right as he was about to gather for the jump, I don't know if you noticed this, didn't see a lot of replays, by the way, watching the game and the post game of this play, but it looked like Andre Drummond got shoved in his lower back by maybe Cody Zeller. I'm not sure who was in defending on that play, but um, it, not not a foul in that situation, but just one of those sneaky things that ended up uh, having the Pistons giving them no chance. And by the way, maybe those players did run onto the court before um, Jeremy Lamb's shot went in, but the, to me, that's, that's not a call you can make as far as uh, taking away a game-winner. Because uh, some guys ran out of the court uh, from the other side of the court. Now, I agree with what the officials did by giving the technical foul and the Pistons a chance to do it over because they were on the court, um, dis- dis- you know, uh, affecting the play that the Pistons were trying to make. So I think the refs handled it correctly. But to his credit, because of the missed free throws and whatever else. Blake Griffin did take the blame for the loss afterwards, which is you know good leadership stuff, doesn't mean anything. But according to Rod Beard of the Detroit News, a quote from Blake, it's on me. I have to finish games better for us behind just the free throws. I have to be better for us and get better shots, Griffin said, continues. If you're going to take one good thing away, all that happened in the fourth quarter, and it's still a tie game in the final seconds, it's a good lesson not to give up and to keep fighting end quote. Um, And I'll agree with him. It wasn't just the missed free throw. And we'll get into some of this stuff in a little bit with you guys and your tweets. But uh, just bad offense from the whole Pistons team, including Blake Griffin, late in the game. A lot of good before all that bad, though. 38-22 to in the third quarter for the Pistons, a quarter they usually struggle in. Two for 10 to start the game from three, which is bad, but then bounced back, going 10 for 16 from three for a, a long span after that. Bruce Brown, the rookie, was great scored eight points and made life life real tough for Kemba Walker up until Kemba Walker made life tough for all of us watching late in the game. I'm good with giving Bruce Brown some minutes. I know he's not ready offensively and giving him extensive minutes too, but that's the tone that this team and this organization needs to set. Play tough defense. We'll figure out the offense after that. You have to do that. Stay on the court. Unfortunately, There's not a point guard on the roster who can play adequate defense, so they're kind of stuck with what they have there, so that's not part of that equation that I'm pushing here. Going forward, Pistons at five hundred. Good news with Boston, by the way, they will be coming in on the second game of a back-to-back, so good news for the Pistons on Saturday night. Boston will not have Al Horford for that game also. He's uh, out for a little while, Um, but the Celtics are playing Friday night at home against Atlanta, so, a good chance for the Pistons on a bounce back to possibly get a, a tired Boston team. Um, they probably won't capitalize on that, knowing how this losing streak's going. But up next, we're going to hand it over to you guys and your tweets. But this episode of Locked on Pistons is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing, heat on demand at the touch of a button, control your environment with action heat action heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating paddles similar to a heated car seat they can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5 volt lithium ion batteries that up to last up to 12 hours on each charge action heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you are wearing them. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. I got some of Action Heats materials already on the way to some friends. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers or snowboarders, or anybody that loves the outdoors or hates being cold. And I can imagine being Michiganders or at least... Tied indirectly to Michiganders of your Detroit Pistons fandom that you probably know some people who live out in the cold. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, included heating heating jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Action Heat is available in men's and women's and has great new styles and models just released for the winter season. Make winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm, not tasty and warm, that would be odd, even in the most frigid winter weather. Heated products that fit everyone's budget starting at just $39.99. Like I said, it's on the way to some friends, maybe some family members As well, And we've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to create everything, to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. Again, that's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you, not tasty warm, stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Yes, sir! A little bit later on, I'm going to end with some positive tweets, but we're also going to throw out a question to you guys. It's a, a tough question to swallow, a little bit disconcerting, but we will get to your tweets. I asked you for who do you blame for this one. I wanted to let, give you guys a chance to let it all out, to get your frustrations out. This is a tough one. Pistons back to 500, a place that maybe we thought they wouldn't be back to. Later this season, and, and obviously we we feel a little bit foolish. If, and I'm using "we" as the the royal "we," maybe just me that uh, that we shouldn't uh, be surprised, maybe. But here's some of your tweets about who's to blame for this one. Rico Suave at Little Ricky Dicky says Blake got to hit one of those free throws. Can't argue with that, Blake. Um, you got to knock one of those down. I mean, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Garbage five and eight. A Lions tweeter says uh, Blake slash Reggie. So one vote for each of those guys. Bands, Billy Bands says LOL not having a small forward to take pressure off Blake. So that could be attributed to injuries, but we'll call that the the Stan Van Gundy and slash front office uh, for, for not having enough players. Chad at Chad and Bougie says, Andre, lazy defense, bad fouls, can't defend on the pick and roll to save his life. Agreed. I mean, there were some times that Kemba decided he went for the two for one, got to the basket so quickly. Andre used to be so aggressive um, covering the, the pick and roll, and I know there's downsides to that. He used to jump out there and really harass the ball handlers at times last year, and maybe that's not what Dwayne Casey wants to do defensively, but... He's kind of stuck in no man's land not doing anything at this point. So obviously you don't want him doing one way too extreme and the other way too extreme. But like I said, if you're playing defense and you're maybe not sure of rotations or you're um, you know, not thinking – the way that you need to think defensively you need in the NBA where points are going to happen there's going to be shots that are made I think you need to make mistakes aggressively so you need to either go after that ball handler or sag back really quickly you can't be caught in the middle like he is right now Joe Truck says whoever screwed up my blood ritual so that wasn't uh, a vote for anyone I guess um and David Helm says, Reggie, please go back to OKC Jackson. I know on some nights I'm right with you, David, David Heim. Sorry, H-E-I-M. My boy Al Fudge says, Blake for the free throws and Reggie for the hero ball at the end. Agreed. And and not just that for the Blake with the free throws, but, you know, he, he sometimes when they're in the, the, the two-minute offense, I guess it's an NFL term, but sometimes when the Pistons need a bucket, they're all just kind of standing around. And, and Blake does his own version of hero ball. Where he just sticks his butt out and uh, and backs down someone and waits for something to happen. Nothing ever happens. He backs down three or four feet, gets stuck in no man's land. Either you know shades to the baseline, puts up a uh, a difficult fadeaway, or uh, tries to gather and move to the middle of the court. Ends up losing it or uh, trying to gather a foul and sometimes getting it. But it's just it's just ugly offense. Uh, kind of. Whoever get pick your poison with Reggie Jackson or Blake Griffin at this point with that bad late offense, Tyler Mormon says Coach Casey for making Reggie Jackson take eleven threes when they clearly aren't falling. His system doesn't work for Reggie at all. I had that same thought early when Reggie knocked down an early three and then knocked down another one. I think he put four for 11 from three. So obviously that's okay. But um, I sometimes feel when Reggie makes an early three or maybe even a couple early threes that that might end up being a bad thing for uh, the Pistons because he's going to get a lot of confidence. And he's, you know, we've, seen it. we've seen it over the years. He's not a good three-point shooter. He's not horrible. He's not a guy that you should say should never take threes. And there are some nights when he gets hot and he should be taking a lot, like that Chicago game at home a couple weeks back. But sometimes I feel like the early threes are are maybe a bad thing in the long run for the Pistons. And along those same lines, Blake Griffin having success early in the season with just putting his butt back and uh, trying to back down people. He had some success with that and continues to have some success with that too. That's almost a a bad poison for the Pistons in the overall uh, grand scheme of things as well. Samir says, Reggie looks very uncomfortable and he won't smile to save his life. He angry all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's something to be said for leadership, sir. I, I'm not going to get on Reggie Jackson about that. We get on him about enough things here, but uh, we'll count that as a vote for Reggie. Brandon Hamilton says Reggie. He played awful defense down the stretch and, like most games, made bad decisions on offense late in games. Agreed on both of those counts. Isaiah Sanders says Casey. Calderon entered with nearly four minutes left in the third. Jackson didn't come back till the 4.20 mark. Absolutely ridiculous for Calderon to play that many minutes straight while Kemba Walker is out there killing them. Isaiah, I agree with this. This is a good point. I think Calderon stayed in too long and Kemba Walker started the abuse of Jose Calderon. Uh, I actually was thinking that and I was like, why isn't Jackson in yet? And right as I thought that they brought him back in and again, Jackson makes horrible plays and, and, and his own hand in blowing this one. I think the first possession that he was in, he grabbed the ball at the three-point line, was apparently unaware that there's a 24-second clock and uh, threw some off-balance up three to try to beat the 24-second buzzer when there was, was time to try to get something better off and then uh, gets smoked uh, down on a pick-and-roll where he could Helped out Bruce Brown, and I think Bruce Brown ran into Andre Drummond, and uh, Drummond just kind of getting in the way defensively into there. And um, Reggie didn't do anything to help on a Kemba three, and then the next time down, Reggie comes down and uh, throws up, uh, you know, a, a drive that had no chance of going in. So I mean, it's like it's like. Casey took too long to get Jackson in there, and then Jackson immediately tried to make an impact because there was only four minutes left. So it was almost like you got to maybe let Jackson get into the flow a little bit. And if you give him enough time, he can start settling down and making some good plays, you would think. But that was certainly not the case here. Frosty Smokes says the whole team, they get outscored 17-2 to to end the game is unacceptable. They should all be embarrassed. He's right there. Dave Campbell says Drummond because he's just not—he's just about useless, can't shoot, defend, set a good pick. Blake because he missed the free throws, and Reggie because he's not a team player. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating. I know that uh, hopefully Dave doesn't actually believe that Drummond's useless. He does a lot of great things on the court out there, um, but agreed with some of the other stuff, though. Uh, Patrick James Clough says, can't say I blame him per se, but could uh, of. Could have had uh, Griffin hitting some of those late free throws, and absolutely true on that point. You would expect your $30 million man to knock down at least a split pair. And also on Twitter, we had another account that voted for an SVG slash Reggie, Stan Van Gundy, for being the executive that set this current roster. And looking at the votes, we had one vote for the whole team, two for Andre, two for Coach Casey, and two for Stan Van Gundy slash front office. Five for Blake Griffin and seven for Reggie Jackson as far as the blame for the loss. I mean, I'll agree that Blake and Reggie kind of shouldered most of that blame for how things went. Yeah, Andre Drummond certainly had trouble with the pick and roll, but he played great defense throughout most of that game with the block shots. Had the big bucket late, so I don't think in any way, shape, or form that this is Andre Drummond's fault. And maybe the the things that are... The problem with the pick and roll, you got to th- throw to the coaching staff a little bit too, because obviously that's something that they're not addressing right now and need to figure out. Especially with the way that point guards are just abusing, you know, like a Calderon and Drummond combination on defense against the pick and roll, which is basically no defense at all. You can say a lot of the same things with Reggie Jackson being out there. He's such a minus defender right now. It is just ugly. It is ugly for the num- for the ones, the point guards with the defensive situation for the Pistons. Good news is that Kyrie Irving, one of the best point guards in the world, will be taking them on in Celtics land, or I guess in in Detroit land against the Celtics on Saturday night. But, you know, some of these fourth quarter scores that we've talked about, Jimmy Butler on Friday night and, um, then uh, Kemba Walker in the the fourth quarter tonight. Those guys lived up to their billing as being closers, and the Pistons just couldn't do anything about it defensively. That's, you know, the offense I can live with. The offense is a work in progress with Blake Griffin, you know, and Dwayne Casey as a new role as head coach of the Pistons trying to figure out on the fly. Blake Griffin creates unique situations for his skills and skill sets. Andre, with Reggie Jackson and him used to, having, used to having the ball in his hands, you could see why that would be a difficult transition for him and the coaching staff to find ways for him to be effective, even though it's not things that he's likes to do or things that he's used to doing. So, but the defense is the part that I have a problem with. And I know that it's personnel for a lot of parts, but uh, we want to see the scheme better. We want to see, um, and and kudos to Stanley Johnson. It was nice to get him back out there and playing some tough defense at times. And Bruce Brown, for the most part, my guy, um, on Wednesday night, uh, we appreciate the effort that he brings. We appreciate the front office noticing that that's the kind of thing that maybe will turn this franchise around as we look ahead and go forward with this team. But next we're going to give you some of the tweets that provided some of the levity here and ask a tough question to you guys but give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Lockdown Podcast Network, Lockdown NBA Net. Great stuff from both of those accounts. But that's up next here talking a tough question and also some more of your tweets on the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. <laughs> Wanted to provide you guys with some levity, but the first the tough question. I want you guys to use the Google voice line and let me know what you think about this. We're going to talk about this a little bit on Friday's show, but I'm sure you've heard the disturbing stat. When we think about how disappointing of a season it was last year, and we know how great it started. But like I said, how disappointing everything ended. The Pistons started off 14 and 6 last year, and then started December with another tough schedule and went on a seven game losing streak, 14 and 13. This year, the Pistons started positively yet again at 13 and 7, and now this six game losing streak has them back to 13-13. and So, I mean, almost identical as far as the numbers and the starts. And not only that, but the Pistons now have to deal with Boston at home, a team that I picked to win the NBA championship. Milwaukee, the team that's probably going to be, at least an Eastern Conference Finals, contender. And then at Minnesota for a tough game against a Western Conference team that's frisky. And then at Charlotte, another red-letter game on the road, another tough one. So my question to you is this. Is this team better than last year's team. And I know it's just a frustrating question to even think about, For Pistons fans right now, but I think it's a valid one, and we know how things all kind of came apart at the seams last year, especially late in the season when Reggie Jackson goes down and the record gets a lot worse after he went down. But reasonable to assume that maybe something like that could happen again, or maybe this team unravels even without a big injury. So again, nothing guaranteed as far as this team being a playoff team. Nothing guaranteed as far as this team even being 500. But uh, some great early signs have been, you know, thrown down the toilet a little bit. And I know obviously A lot of the strong start had to do with the weak schedule, and a lot of this losing streak has to do with the really tough schedule. And as we talk about whether this team is better, I'm going to dig through the numbers a little bit and and check with the strength of schedule this year compared to last year. What were the team's records at this point uh, last year that they had played so far compared to what are the team's records at this point against the teams that they've played so far this year? So we'll go through all that stuff, but that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit on Friday there. But some levity, some tweets from you guys. John Mercado. Who's the person to blame for this one? We're, he's blaming himself. He says, myself, for thinking things were going to be different about this team this season. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I thought that uh, we had a little bit different different of a culture, and maybe we do. Maybe this team bounces back. Maybe this team's a little bit mentally stronger. Maybe this team is crafted a little bit better for the long haul, especially with Blake Griffin at the top of this organization right now. But no telling, and we'll see. Joe Beasy says I blame myself. Maybe I am not cheering hard enough. Well, Joe, pick it up. What's your problem? James Robinson on Twitter says me for not wearing my Pistons boxers. Hey, if you got a lucky ritual, you got to switch it up, or you got to get back to that ritual. Whatever. I mean, losing streaks are losing streaks. We know about this at that point. So I mean, we need to we need to make whatever changes that we possibly can. To make this happen. So that's some of the tweets that maybe maybe we can go on with a little bit more of a positive attitude. But like I said, the good news is Boston coming in. They have a back-to-back Friday night in Boston and then are coming in for a Saturday night game at Little Caesars Arena. And like I said, Al Horford out as well. A little bit undermanned of a team. Maybe the Pistons got a chance to stack up another unexpected win with the Boston Celtics in town. And, but let me know what you think. Hit the Google Voice line, 810-666-1546. Let me know what you think. Is this team better than last year's team? 810-666-1546, that's the number. And I am look forward to hearing what you guys have to say as we will have a podcast on Friday, we're pretty much going to five days a week now. I appreciate you guys spreading the word. The numbers are good enough. the uh, The revenue is good enough for me to take some more time to do it. So uh, that's the plan going forward. Obviously, we'll have some holiday schedules. It'll be a little bit different, and uh, we'll be looking for guests and content. So if you have any ideas, send them along. Sponsors we're looking for too, as well. But this is your host Matt Shook of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll get through this losing streak together. They will win again someday, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.